Hello, my name's Tony Cardenas, and this is the Indie Real Estate Market Weekly Podcast. Today, I'm sitting here with Shelly Walters with FC Tucker and Kyle Morse with FC Tucker here in the Carmel office. And it looks like it's going to be a Hamilton County day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, hey, Shelly, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Tony. How are you? You seem like you're uh, extremely busy, and um, you're just on your phone right before the show. Also, to you, Kyle, I mean, you guys are like... It always seems like you're nonstop. So tell me how business is right now here in uh, your, uh, I'm going to say it, your neck of the woods. I'm, uh, I'm tired. I'll just be honest. I'm, I am fatigued. Uh, we talk about it um, on this podcast quite a bit. Um, and I don't want other agents or anybody else to think like we're not susceptible to it. Like, I mean, we listed, we've listed a ton of homes. We've bought a bunch of homes. Um, it's been a lot. We got a little lull here. I got probably like five, six coming up, but I, I mean, I feel it. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm immune to it. Also, like I, I'm. Well, did I did am you get tired. like four or five listings last week, or in the last ten days? Oh, I mean, we list. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot. I don't even want to get into the numbers, but yeah, we've been doing a lot, and so um, well, it's it just like a lot. It's just a lot, you know. And so you, you also got like for me, I have two children at home, you know, because uh, it's summertime. You know, sure. we got summer vacations, and you know, like. Um, uh, I have to provide the utmost service to all my clients, which I do, you know, but like it spreads you thin. It just absolutely does when you, right. when you're doing as much as Shelly does or as I do. And, um, I get through it and everything, but to think that it doesn't like impact you, it's just inaccurate. What about you, Shelly? Um, yeah, I just, one of the things that's kind of noticing to me is, um, the, the, um, sales, I'm sorry, the homes are hitting the market a little bit more. Cause I know we were kind of like March, April, on May, thinking w what was going to happen, I think we're having a steady influx of homes coming on the market, and I think it's a little easier for buyers today. We're um, not seeing those huge multiple offers coming in, you know, five, six, seven, or eight. Uh, I think it's a really good time for buyers to be out there. It's not as competitive. Um, I did have a closing yesterday, and I was talking to the agent who's mainly a buyer's agent. She said she's tired. Mm -hmm. She said it's really... Um, you know, been hard. She's, you know, basically selling a lot of the properties in the 100 to 300 range. And she's still seeing a lot of multiple offers, though, for herself. Uh, so, yeah, but I think, you know, we, we were, you know, maybe talking about this a little bit more. Brian Buffini was talking about potentially we're getting back to that seasonal uh, selling season. And this is July. So mm. we're, we're in the thick of it. It's it's the time to be having houses sell. And um, it's just that time of year. I do feel like, uh, to your point, it, it, multiple offers has just changed. I mean, it's more like two, right. three. Right. Um, maybe and not like 40,000 over. Yeah. Anymore. I mean, you might be a little bit over. You might be 10% over, something like that, depending on the house. But well, I mean, not, maybe not even 10%. Um, just not as much, just not as bad. But the timeline is still the same. I mean, if it's multiple offers, like it's within the first 48 hours. Right, right. Yeah, and and that's fast. Yeah. And uh, again, I know a lot of questions have been had um, from a lot of the sell or the agents as whether or not we should have those four days open so that you can have, you know, all offers due by. Uh, I'm still doing it. I still think it's something to do. If you think you've got a house that is going to sell with multiple offers, I, again, get back to the fact that I am trying to help the market, if, yeah. if I could say I'm doing that, because I'm helping right. agents be able to get into the house. I'm helping buyers be able to get into the house, maybe even have a second showing so that there isn't that rush to make an, uh, you know, an offer that two days from now you're, you have buyer's regret. So we have that. We've had that a lot. I do say, though, I have started to see more houses come back on market recently. Mm. I'm starting to see that, and I'm not Yeah, we haven't sure. seen that for a long time. Yeah, I've probably, you know, watching the markets that I watch, um, I've seen it 
and I'm I'm not sure what what's going on. So I think, you know, we said earlier, Kyle, you were talking about that the buyers are being a little bit more discerning. They're not they've been pushed around for a couple of years and, and exactly. they're here to look at a house and um, just not make a knee-jerk reaction. I've dealt with more when I'm selling and engaged with the other side. Uh, people are okay losing. Mm-hmm. 100% I've dealt with that a little bit this year. In the past uh, 45 days. Yeah, they're people not, are like like a, they're yeah, not such a panic at. that they lost yeah. a deal on the house. Yeah, they've got like there'll be another house, you know. Yeah, right. Well, I that's, think interest rates had something to do with that too. You know, like it does, yeah. it does, yeah, it does. yeah. yeah. Of but what you said, there there'll be another house. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, last couple of years or yeah. whatever, if you you had to say, okay, I'll I'll put a new roof on, you know, as a buyer. Okay, I'll fix the structural issues as mm-hmm. a buyer. I just want that house. Right. Now you're like, nah. No, it's Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you really don't want to do those things for me if you're not being nicky-picky, you know, whatever. But, yeah. They, I'll tell you what a lot of people are doing with these low interest rates, too. Some of them. Uh, I what mean, low interest rates? Well, the low interest rates that they have like two years oh, ago, yeah. oh, the people they're tapping in the home equity loans right now. A lot of them. Home, home equity loan applications are up big time. But what they don't understand is they're going out there getting a 5.99 deal or even a 4.99 deal. Okay. And it will raise within six months to 8.99, 7.99. They're high, but people are tapping in the home equity loans. So I don't know if they're upgrading their house or consolidating their debts. Who knows what they're doing with the money, but you know, that really gives them a blended rate. So they feel good that they got a 2.75. Mm-hmm. They go in and they think they got a 3.99 or 4.99 because that $50,000 or that $100,000 check looks good. And then the next thing you know, Remember I said this, and one year from now, they're going to say, oh, I got to refinance mm-hmm. because my blended rate is so high. Yeah. My girlfriend just had that happen. So, yep. Tony, explain that to me. I actually didn't know these home equity lines. Her home equity line was going up like. It floats with the market rate. Over and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it was. You it, can't get a, You can't really get a fixed home. Uh, well, you can, but you're going to pay what we were talking about before the show. You're going to yeah, pay points pay and some high it. fees to get that. Well, it's different, though, because it's a home equity line of credit versus a second mortgage. Second right. mortgage would stick, but a home equity line of credit right. floats with the market rate based off of one or two percentage points. It Absolutely. just depends on what you get. So her keeps climbing, right? Yeah. So now yeah. what she has to do is she's got to take her home equity rate at, at her highest rate right now. It was at 10% uh, when she did this past right. year. So and now she 10. has to take her rate. Send it to me, and then I'll tell her. You just don't add them together and divide right. it by two. That's not a blended rate. Right. What you have to do is you have to take the balance against the equity of the house, against the loan balance of the home equity loans rate, and you put that together in a formula, and you say, how many years are you still going to live in this house? And she says, I'm going to live here 10 years. Okay, now, what is your blended rate? And I'll tell you what your blended rate is. People don't understand that those 2.75s and those 3.75s that they have, along with an 8.99 or a 10.99, they might as well package it together and go get themselves a refinance at six and a half or seven percent. It's cheaper. Interesting. And it, you're paying down your principal and interest on a lot of these home equity loans. You're paying interest only. Oh, I got yeah. a guy right now that has a hundred eighty thousand dollar one, and he's paying interest only because he's at about nine eight point nine nine percent, and he started at. Uh, 3.99. But uh, a lot of that is because people get stuck on this. Like, I've got a 3% interest rate, and I don't <laughs> want to get away from it. And they're paying more 
than they actually would have said it any better, Kyle. In. But that's an education piece. I mean, we can get into that yeah. a whole other day because that's um, well. Hey, there's, I mean, there's just so many ins and outs of like all of this. Well, and that's of, of a house talking about equity and all that. Yeah. It runs into also when buyers say that they, you know, we give them names of who we highly recommend, Tony or some other people, so yeah. that they would be able to get a rate for the pre-approval that we're asking them to get. And then they come back and they go, but but this man just or this oh, yeah. lender yeah. just gave me this rate, so they're 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 going to beat your guy that you you recommend that right. we highly work with every day that we want to work with that we know will get us to the closing table. They'll go find somebody out there online or something, right. and they'll come back and go, well, they're giving us a six point two five, and you're looking at them cross-eyed like, how did you get that? And they're like, no, that's what I have. Mm -hmm. They don't know the full details. Yeah, of so let me tell you right. what happened. Here's a deal. Uh, I, uh, a, a physician's loans for our company was going to be uh, $600,000, no money down, okay, zero down. Our rate with the physician's loan was 7.25%. Uh, the guy's out of school for two years. He's making XYZ. His debt ratio comes in line. The guy comes back to us, uh, to one of our loan officers in our company, uh, Randy, and says, hey, uh, we can get uh, 6 and a quarter and – I said, well, you know, Randy, let's look at the information on it. And they come back to me because I, I look at everything behind the scenes. And uh, the estimated and pre-approval didn't show any points. These people just closed last week. And it way too late. And the bottom line is they did get 6.5%. And how'd they get it, Tony? They had to pay $18,000 in points to get it. So now you would have been better off to pay seven and a quarter with no points and standard closing costs. The closing costs would have been $2,180 plus your escrows and your insurance policy and your side of the title. But no, no, no. These guys are crying. They just closed and they're not, not really crying, but they got smoked. And I know the bank here in Indianapolis. I know the deal. And it really wasn't the bank fault. It's the way it was presented to him with the loan officer. There's a lot of good loan officers out there, but this guy got smoked. Well, okay. and that's where you have to really say, just somebody telling you what your rate's going to be but means you, nothing, nothing until you see all the details. Rate, origination, discount points, okay, and all the other fees. It's all adds up into the bottom line which yeah but uh, so we were talking about that and it, like if it sounds too good to be true it it's just too is. good to be like true. It's, I, I think everybody knows right now you get a you six know, and a half percent rate out there i'm going to tell you something yeah i mean it, so you, it's it, not going to happen without it, the cost when when you shop a rate like if somebody beats it a little bit maybe by a quarter like oh that's that, easy that makes sense yeah. right but when you're talking about half points full points like something's going on there yeah. like either on the one that you originally got right which is why we use people like you or whatever so like we trust them and we know that that's not going on but full disclosure. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> rates, well, here, rates are around seven and a quarter. Like if you're getting quoted six and a half, something's up. Like let's yeah, just I'm all looking at them right now. It. Rates are at seven and a quarter, seven and a half percent. I'm looking at them live right now. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details, but the bottom line is this. Look, when you get qualified for a construction loan, a regular mortgage, FHA or VA, anything, Pre-approval is one thing. A final approval is another mm -hmm. thing. And you really don't get your final until a couple weeks or uh, actually up until a, a week before closing. Because what you have to do is you have to knock off everything the underwriter said you have to do. And if you miss one of those things, it makes the rate go up, okay, or it can make the origination fee go up because it pays 
the the lender pays different on those. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good mortgage guys out there. Trust me. Yeah. There's a ton of good ones. But there's some that um, uh, I have to say this um, that are with banks and they make mortgage applications. And um, I always think that you're going to get a little bit better deal, okay, with a broker. I, I'm telling you, brokers uh, and 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 uh, financial lenders are completely different than banks. There's a lot of good banks out there. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I got some guys with Chase. I got some guys with PNC are really good. But there's some banks out there that their loan officers aren't putting it on the line, okay? And the bottom line is it costs you guys frustration when the loan application isn't done right. It's, it's a pre-approval. Pre-approvals don't mean anything. They absolutely don't mean anything. It's like, yeah, your ratios work. Here's what your rate is, and this is what your estimated credit is. So the bottom line is it does change for people. We went from home equity loans to this. Yeah. But I got to tell you something. This is part of the business right now. And what you guys are going to find out a year, year and a half to two years from now, oh, I, I only owe you know, 275 on my first mortgage. I also owe 125,000 on my second mortgage. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and it never got paid down because it was interest only. Well, it's up to them if they want to pay additional right. principal and interest. Right, right, right. You know, I've always had one where I pay additional on it. I don't have one now, but the bottom line is the smartest thing to do is get the lowest rate you can and hammer it down. Yeah. Well, we just need to know that the buyer's we try to help our buyers get them in touch with people that Absolutely. we know are great in the yep. business that are honest and will provide them with the proper information that right. they need to make their decisions. Right. When they're getting information put in front of them that looks like a great, you know, like shiny apple, great candy in front of them, that the rate is a little lower, it is almost impossible for us to steer them back in to look into that a little further. They just look at that rate and go, I'm going that direction because that number is so much lower like a three hundred dollar difference in a monthly payment. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. Of sometimes more. Like, like who wouldn't but did perk we get, up with that? I've seen I've we... seen deals where the payments absolutely lower, but all of a sudden uh, the closing costs are. You paid for like six years of it in closing oh, costs. Well, not six right. years. Yeah, but well, yeah. yeah. So if you look at that, I know I've, the numbers have been ran. So like you said, eighteen thousand dollars. Oh, How many years of payments was it till he's going to make up that difference? Well, here's what the problem is: if the market rate goes down below six and a half percent. Okay, uh, they're going to refinance, yeah. right? And so that if was they refinance, thousand out right, the door. <laughs> that's actually, well, part part of it is it goes down per month. But anyway, hey, let's talk about the market. Tell me what is going on. This is a Hamilton County deal today. Tell me what's going on in Carmel and sales. In Carmel, um, we had forty five hit the market in the past seven days. Twenty six. Man, that's strong, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty strong. I mean, it's good, but we've. We've seen a lot more before. I would um, like more. Yeah. We've been hanging in this number uh, for two, three months. Right. Um, but, you know, last year we were seeing 70, 80 hit the market every seven days. Right. So still it's better than 20 or something. Um, 26 pended, like I said, and the average days on market for those seven was five. I'm sorry, median was five. Then active currently in Carmel, all of Carmel, 94, anywhere from 340 to 3.4 million. 134 homes sold in the past 30 days. So if we look at that, the past, um, we always look back at 30 days. We're seeing 130 to 150 sell every 30 days with only 40 coming on the market. That's still a very low oh, inventory. Yeah. Um, they're, they're getting um, sucked up. So 20 of those were new build in Carmel. So we don't have a lot of new builds um, to deal with here. And then in the past 30 days, the average days on market was 26 and average five. That's been the same for like, 60 days. Yep. I mean, it's just staying under 30. Um, that's, it's just, 
I mean, it's still really good days on market. Now, what city is that? Caramel. Um, okay. You, you sell on okay. seven or you sit for 30. Gotcha. Okay. And you still right. don't, it's right. not a disproportionate right. under list either. Anymore. Well, and I had a listing yeah. last week where, um, you know, we didn't have an offer on the third day and my sellers were like, what are we doing? I'm like, I'm not worried. It's okay. Yeah, right. But mm -hmm. you know, they have this mentality of what they're hearing out in the world that you should sell in a day. Oh, uh -huh. not now. I, I, not I mean, now. And even when I talk to sellers that I've been talking to recently that right. want to get their house on the market, they always like my house across the, my neighbor's house across the, the way sold in a day. Everybody's conversation with me right now is, but they sold in a day. They sold in a day. Gotcha. I can almost guarantee you they didn't sell in a day. Yeah. No. It's 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 weird that that is the mentality for sellers right now. Everybody's house sells in a day. It's, it's not, not the accurate. Truth. It's yeah. not the truth. So just in case anybody wants to say that okay. again. Anyway, Westfield, 40 hit the market. Nine of those pended. Um, the, uh, the Westfield, again, is slower. Days on market. Average was 24. A lot more Median construction up 20. there, too. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's bringing down the days just because of those new builds that sit. 198 are active, but that would be um, 114 new builds. Right, there you go. So only 84 resale. Right. 148 sold in the past 30 days, and um, 53 of those were new builds. So, car, I mean, gotcha. Westfield is just new build city. <laughs> it is new build city, and I mean, uh, it's rapidly growing. And it's a great place to buy a house. Right, and then um, and the 30 days, the average days on market was 34, and the median was eight. In Zionsville, 16 houses hit the market, seven of those pended. Average nine days, median five. And then uh, currently active in Carmel, I mean in Zionsville, 64, anywhere from 265 to 8.9. 57 sold in the past 30 days with four of those new builds. And then the average day was nine on the market for the past 30 days, and median was four. So Zionsville just continues to be steady, Eddie. I know I got a buyer for Zionsville and it is just slim pickings. Yeah. Yep. We, we say it every week. Yeah. If you're in Zionsville and want to sell your house, Call somebody. Call, <laughs> I, I feel call like an experienced realtor, number one. Nobody ever sells in Zinesville because I feel like they just move there and live there forever. Right. Exactly. Because it. it's got this like kind of sleepy town, but it's not. You it's know, charming. It's really cute. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, what, and yeah, less transient. I, I, it is very, uh, very mm -hmm. true. You're right. Less transient. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. You couldn't have said it any better. Yeah. Um, what do we got for Fishers? Um, so actually for both, for both Fishers and Noblesville, it's a little interesting. I feel like average days on market and median are getting closer and closer mm -hmm. so i like that makes me happy right, right? um and I think it is back to having conversations with sellers but in fishers we had 29 go on the market anywhere from like 270 to 1.2 million 17 of them are still active 12 pended but 36 actually pended total last week so you know we got a negative gain there um, there's 106 on the market uh, average days on market is 16 and the median is 13. So pretty similar, right? So to your point where it's like, hey, we haven't sold in three days. I mean, I'm not even worried till 30, quite honestly, yeah. you know, and, and I think being able to have those conversations, um, sellers are more patient when, we're, you know, because... I mean, I'll just be honest, like 90 days ago, if you sat for longer than 70 days, like I was lowballing you as a, when I was representing <laughs> the buyer because I knew you were panicked. And I think that has kind of gone away yeah. a little bit yeah. where sellers are like, no, nah, we're good. You know, we'll just sit and wait a little bit longer. And we've you know? talked about yeah. not dropping your price at 10 days because you're like, oh, oh no, yeah. what's going on? No, yeah. just sit. It's what's wrong good. is your expectation of the market. That's what's wrong. And <laughs> so. what you've listened to the people who are not in the business. That's the other thing is listening uh, yeah. to your neighbors. Yeah, because when, like you said, uh, Buyers are more discerning, and it's not just the picturesque house that sells over the weekend. It has to be the best of the picturesque house. Like, it's not just a great house anymore. Like, it, you have to be super, super above and beyond, in my opinion, to kind of 
hit that first weekend. Um, and then Noblesville, we had 37 go on the market anywhere from 159 to 850. Um, actually, when I was looking, I think there was like four. That Sounds went like on the market. It's a hell of a deal to live in Noblesville. There, oh, it's, it, there was four that went on the market sub two, right? And so, like we were talking about with Ra- Raquel uh, a while back, like there's stuff out there. There just is. Sure. Um, 29 of those are still active. Only eight pended that went wow. on the market last week. Um, 28 total that that were active, but only of the um, um, there's 124 on the market. Um, What's wrong? I, I just saw somebody I know. It's a really strange thing. I saw him through the window, and that's really inappropriate so anyway, for the let's, podcast. Let's back but to anyway, the so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 21 days on market is the average, and there's 13 median. Um, and I wish I wouldn't have looked out that window. I apologize. Anyway, so, <laughs> okay. uh, but anyway, so like, but the, the average days on market and the median is is getting closer because when we were doing this, I, I want to say five weeks ago. It was 23 and five. Right. Right. And like that was really, really interesting that it was so disproportionate. Like you are either stagnant forever or selling pretty quickly. And I feel like we've gotten back to like it's taken about two to three weeks for most houses to sell. And like that seems I mean, we were talking about like that seems like more normal. I mean, that's not normal compared to what actually a normal market is, but compared to what we've experienced the past three years. Gotcha. Like that's a more digestible situation for buyers and sellers quite honestly and like you can get one of these days when you talk a little bit about contingent offers like uh, i keep dealing with um sellers um who don't want uh like when i'm representing a buyer who don't want a contingent offer um and they have no offers on the table i'm like what are you talking about like i have an offer for you right here um and I'm like, all right, well, you can just sit for two weeks until you circle back to accept my contingent offer. But we've accepted contingent yeah, but, offers but, and had no problems getting them done. Especially if you know what house they're talking about that yeah. they have out there. Is I mean, when we are looking at an average days on market and, a, and, and everything, anything under 20 period, average, median, if you're going to take that a contingency, it's with under the 30 days yeah. average marketing time that you have anyway. So I don't get yeah. it. As long as you talk to the other agent. Find out who that, what that house is, as long as it's not some, and know that that agent is going to be a good agent to prep that house. I mean, yeah. We've done, I've done quite a few of them this summer, and it's really here to, when I talk to other people and they'll call and be like, oh, we may write, but you're contingent. I'm like, good agents can get contingent offers done. It's really just not that complex. Does it add an extra layer to it? hundred percent. Is it difficult? Not at all. And so like, I'm a little surprised that we're still dealing with that false narrative? Well, and, and I have one right now that's a seller that wants to um, have a house, look for houses, uh-huh. but he's very afraid of putting his house on the market, and I've had a conversation with him about first rights and everything. I think, too, is trying to get our clients to trust us to know what we know and what we're dealing with right. and understand that we know how to navigate all of these situations mm-hmm. and just... Hire a realtor you can trust. So here's the thing. I'll ask you, That's Tony, the bottom line. As, as kind of like a, the consumer side of this. If I listed your house, and I would say, like, let's say we listed your house for $500,000, right? Um, I wouldn't take I it. Know, I know, I know. <laughs> hypothetical, hypothetical. Yeah, you're off a few yeah, hundred yeah, thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Anyway. Jokingly. So, but there's the, because usually that's kind of where you're. I've almost got Shelly locked in on that deal anyway. That, <laughs> that's did. where you. That's kind of like the price point where you kind of see some of this like layering because somebody has a sure. house that they were 275, 300, right. whatever right. it is, right? So that's where you're going to kind of see it at. And I can sell your house in a day, right? 
with a contingent offer uh-huh. for 500 Right. Or you can take a risk and sell it in three weeks mm-hmm. for 470 mm-hmm. Like, those are your options here. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, like, but, I'm making a guess that I get another offer within the next week and absolutely. a half. Absolutely. And But here's the thing about first right contingency. If somebody else submits that offer, right. then you have... 48 hours or to say 72 yes or no. hours to remove your contingency right. or not. Right. Like, why would you not accept it? It doesn't hurt the seller at all. No, no, I would definitely, I would definitely go with that deal. I mean, who wouldn't in the right mind? A they lot of, uh, they a don't, lot. Well, it's the way people, the agents are presenting it to their clients I and agree. they don't understand it. I, agree. I would take that deal in a it New York me. second. You're crazy not to. I know, but I, 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 I literally like control. you call somebody and be like, hey, we're going to send this over. You know, it's contingent. And they're like, oh, we don't want a contingent offer. Well, let's, like, Do let's you want read, offers at all? Right, yeah. Let's read what the contingency is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean it, I mean, there's two ways to do it. You can do it. Uh, so you can do it on like, hey, we got to list it in a week or two or whatever. You can do it as like, hey, it's already on the market and it's got to get under a, a purchase agreement. Or you can get uh, the other first right uh, refusal, like like just another offer comes Absolutely. in, you're off the table, right? Like gotcha. you don't even have to. It give doesn't them hurt notice. the seller at all to accept that because they're still available for the next person to walk in and hand Absolutely. them an offer again, and then they can get rid of their first right buyer. But it gives the opportunity. And I will also say, whenever a buyer has a contingency such as a first right or something else, where they're really seriously requesting the seller to help them out a little bit and give them the opportunity to do this, they're going to pay more. Yeah, got it. They're not going to come in and go. I'm going to give you a lowball offer, and please take my first strike. And then murder you on inspection. Right, every, right? Yeah. everybody knows anything. a lowball offer. They're no. going to work very strong with you. They're going to be a very good buyer. Ninety percent of the time. So first rights are very good, but it's it's not a very well known process. Um, but I, so I like them. I think. I mean, we got to help teach this narrative a little bit, just because with interest rates where they are. Oh, yeah. It's hard to qualify to carry, you know, like some of these right. people were were able to buy non-contingent because DTI right. and because interest rates are so low. Like that's really not the case anymore. No. And like if you're not willing, like you've got to be open to a, a contingent offer, quite honestly, in my opinion. Right. Or you're just going to sit and get beat up, right, right. by somebody who's that's trying exactly to do that right. in the first place. So. I don't understand like how this narrative is continuing because uh, I think you run. got a lot of people out there selling houses that don't understand it. I agree, especially with that. the people, the, the, the person that, that has the house that's listed and they're getting that deal where they say they don't want any contingency. You know what? I'd send it over anyway. So, you know, you, you really need to walk through it and, and listen. But anyway, hey, let's wrap up the show. But there's something I would like to do. Uh, I just kind of want to run down the today's mortgage rates on the averages. OK, seven point three seven. Uh, that's subject to if you uh, whatever your credit score is, and uh, you could have origination on that. And then you got uh, 6.75 on a 15-year fix. The jumbos are at 6.90, not bad. Um, you got the five one arms that really aren't in in the market. So uh, those came and went pretty quick, didn't they? They came so and went strongly pretty good. About I'll them. tell you what, they'll they'll be back soon. Uh, when the if if we get two more rate hikes, uh, they could put some pressure on the arms, which would help out people for five years or seven years or three years, whatever. When they go, the VA uh, is at about six point seven five to seven percent, and the FHA is right around seven seven a quarter percent. But anyway, you know, it was a real good topic uh, that I like today about the contingencies. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think we need to kind of maybe touch base on that. Uh, next week a little bit because it could help a lot of people sell their homes yeah. and could 
make some opportunities for some of these realtors to understand that at least look at the contingency. And it also opens up inventory. That's what exactly right. I was going to say. Like, we're worried about inventory. Like, start trying to buy contingent. What are we right. talking about out Absolutely. here? You know? yeah. Yeah. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you, Kyle, how would they do it? Uh, do, they, do they send smoke signals or what do they do? Carrier pigeon is preferred. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. Um, it's it's Morris Property Group with FC Tucker, 317-649-5122. And, and one more question. Who is your boss? My wife's out of town so this week, so me. All right. Actually, I take that back to my kids. I'm not going to ask Shelly that. I know who the boss is on her side of the business. Shelly, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, who do you work for? What company do you have? How can they contact you to list their home or uh, sell them a home? You can reach me anytime on my cell phone, 317-201-2601. It's Shelly Walters, Realty Group at FC Tucker. And I know who your boss is. Yeah, it's always me. (laughs) Well, I think I'm looking at her over here. (laughs) She's behind the scenes, Raquel. Yep. Okay. He's a good boss. Yeah. Anyway, hey, everybody, thank you for listening to the podcast this week, and we'll talk to you next week.